0: Welcome to Women Rise, what makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman living, breathing, experiencing, and the mission of this podcast is to empower business women to take inspired action, to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa. And today we're going to talk about how to stop letting the opinions of others hold you back in business. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome and happy 2021. My name is Melissa Barker and I am a business coach and consultant that really specializes in working with women business owners to help them master marketing, sales, and scale with total confidence. Now coming into this year, this topic is one that I can't help but cover, and it's a meaty topic. There's no doubt this is a very big topic and it digs far deeper than we normally do, right? This is well beyond business and gets into our limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves, which I think are truly a quintessential part of successful entrepreneurship, is understanding the stories that you are feeding yourself and reframing them when they are not helpful to you. More than ever, especially you know, at the end of last year, end of 2020, and coming into this year, I find my clients sharing with me that they are feeling paralyzed by fear when it comes to thinking about what others might be saying about them or what others are doing in their industry. And there's this tendency towards overconsumption of the content of other people rather than focusing on creating their own. Now I'm happy to report that my clients have moved through this and this is something that we've actively worked through in many of our sessions, but it's still a common theme that has been coming up honestly more than ever in the past few years. Now with all of us at home or most of us at home, we are glued to screens and we are consuming more content than perhaps we did in the past which depending on the content could be good or bad. And there's no judgment there around the consumption of content, but what I want to you, encourage you to do is really to consider what am I doing with this, right? Because we are storytelling and story-making machines as humans. So are the stories that we're creating about the content or the things that we're consuming helping us and moving us forward in our business and in our lives, or is it hindering us? And that is the question to ask. So when we talk about consumption of content, you know, research is important. If you've ever heard me speak on a previous podcast or in person or virtually, you've heard me talk about the importance of market research and I am all for market research, but there is a clear difference between consuming and obsessing over your competitors and the opinions of people who don't pay you and doing research that can positively and constructively help guide your marketing efforts in refining your product or your service or reaching your target audience. So I will start this actually with a quick list of the types of market research and consumption you should be doing. One, soliciting customer feedback, post-purchase or engagement, and really listening to what they are saying and taking the constructive pieces to move forward. Two, Conducting market research to guide the creation of your future offerings, think polls on Facebook, or any way that you can gather and solicit that feedback. Could also be customer service emails, right? And number three is informational interviews. 10 to 15 minute interviews with people who you believe are your target audience, and really getting an understanding about what they're looking for, what problems you can solve for them, and how your product or service relates to them. Another option is focus groups, right? And we'll, we could do these virtually these days, think Zoom calls, right? To really refine your messaging and your branding efforts. And then the other type of research you can engage in is competitive research, and I recommend Actually, go ahead and doing this quarterly, not obsessing over it every day, and being really strategic about what you're looking for. See what your competitors are up to, what marketing message they're using, what their differentiators are, and really how they are approaching marketing from a digital standpoint and what you can see. Now, these are all excellent ways to consume, right? These are constructive. Now, on the flip side, when I'm talking about overconsumption of content or beating yourself up, What I'm really referring to is spending time consuming or thinking about things that paralyze you. So I'll give a couple of examples here. One, looking at your competitor's social media every day. Again, this should be an organized effort and data gathering activity that you engage in strategically on a quarterly or annual basis. Remember, you cannot tell how many sales someone has made by the number of followers or likes they get on a post. Number two, following people in your line of work, reading their every post and using it to feel bad about yourself, engaging with thoughts of I'm not enough or I'm behind or really dwelling in those states of negativity or jealousy. Number three, taking the opinions of strangers on the internet as truth. What I'm talking about here is negative comments and letting them stop you from moving forward. Another version of this is asking people who are not paying you or your target audience or a mentor for feedback and then dwelling on it. Another option here for things to avoid is letting your inner critic really run amok and torturing yourself with feelings of imposter syndrome and negativity and conjuring stories in your mind about how people will judge you and your business. Now This one runs deep, and yes, this does go beyond business, but it's an important one to touch on. So let me put this bluntly. No one is sitting around thinking about you and your business, or any business for that matter, and judging you. We are not as important as our minds would like us to believe, and that's good news. So go on, put your content out there into the world, see what resonates, and adjust. But know that mistakes are temporary, right? And when we allow those sort of thoughts, which are natural and part of business, right, to stop us, though, is when we run into problems. So I'll share with you a couple of common thoughts and phrases that I've heard from my clients and my honest responses. So enjoy this bit of business coaching, if you will. So one of the quotes is, it's so scary to put myself out there. Now I get it. And it can be, depending on your type of business and if you, in some ways, are really front and center. But remember that you're not putting you out there. You are putting your brand out there. Your brand is not you. It may have elements of you, but it isn't just you. And so often we get stopped in our tracks from this idea of thinking, what will people think of me? They aren't. They aren't thinking of you. And I don't have a nicer way to say that, but it's true. You know, when we put ourselves, quote ourselves, out there, what we're doing is we're putting our business ideas out there. And there is a difference. Another quote here is What if I annoy people with my content? And my response to that is great. It means you're weeding out people who are not a good fit for your service or your product. I love it when I see people unsubscribe or unfollow. It means someone left who really wasn't going to buy from me anyways. And the people who are remaining on my followers list, on my email subscriber list, are people who enjoy what I create. And don't we want to connect with people who enjoy what we create? Another quote here is, what if someone thinks I'm not qualified? And my response is always this, do you have something of value to offer? Because I'm guessing that if you went into business, you believe on some level that what you are offering, whether it's a product or service, does hold value. And you went into business for a reason, right? And unless your specific business type or profession requires a bunch of certifications that you don't have, go get those, of course, but if it doesn't, my guess is that you are qualified to help someone, (laughs) right? You may not be qualified to help people who know a ton about your field, but oftentimes we spend so much time in our own echo chambers that we forget how little we knew when we began, right? And those are the people that we can help. We can help the people who are not masters of the field that we have spent time learning about and how to deliver value on. Another quote is, what if someone leaves a bad comment? And that, my friend, means you are doing something right. It's only when you've gained enough momentum and are making a big enough splash that you catch the trolls and the attention of people who want to tear you down. And I will tell you, when you start getting those spam comments, when you start getting those negative comments, it means you've hit critical mass. It means your content is actually appearing in front of enough people that there's someone on there who doesn't know you personally and feels... Like making a comment. Of course, you know, if the negative comment is on your platform, if it's using profanity, feel free to remove it. It's that simple, you know, and really just knowing that if you start to get negative comments, it means you have a wide enough reach where people are starting to care. And so I actually take that as a good sign, uh, which is really funny. And I don't think everyone's experienced, but I think that it means in some ways that you've made it. So the reality is this, if you want to have a successful business and improve the lives of your customers in some way, then you have to get out of your own way and stop letting the opinions of people who don't pay you, stop you. Again, ignore the peanut gallery, they are not in the ring. So let's talk about some ways to stop letting those doubts and opinions of others paralyze you. So I've got five core tips here And yes, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because I think this is an important topic that I really believe in and is a core part of a lot of the business coaching that I do. So my number one tip here is make friends with successful entrepreneurs. One of the best things I ever did for myself when I began my business was I made friends with other entrepreneurs who get it. People who can cheer me on, people who have had success. And if you don't have access yet to these people or keep bumping into entrepreneurs who are struggling and projecting their fear and their struggles on you, focus on getting a mentor first. This is a great place to start. And a lot of successful people are happy to mentor and mentor for free. (laughs) You don't always have to have a business coach. You can get mentors too. You can get people who have walked the path and are excited to help people who are just starting. So surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. And, you know, oftentimes, especially when you're in early stage entrepreneurship, if you're still friends with people who work for businesses, they will treat your business like a temporary thing. And that is their own projection. That is their own assumptions around what is a stable career or what is a stable job. And those projections you don't have to take on. They are not yours. And I will tell you that this is one of the core things you can do to help yourself be successful and stop letting the opinions of people who have not walked the path impact you. So make friends with successful entrepreneurs is number one. Number two, don't take feedback from the peanut gallery. Before you engage and take on critical feedback that is not constructive but just purely critical, ask yourself, Does this person have my best interest at heart? And sometimes they do, or they think they do, but they actually don't. (laughs) Number two on this list is, are they a potential customer? Do they fit the profile of somebody I would want to be a customer? Okay, if the answer is yes here, then perhaps take their feedback and really see how you can use it constructively. Number three, are they qualified to give me business advice? And if the answer is not a solid yes to this, then feel free to toss it in the trash, if you will. Because, you know, we like to hold on to the negative comments. They really sting, right? And it makes sense. Those are the things that tend to impact us. But really check in on the source of the feedback before you take it on. Number three, learn the difference between destructive and constructive criticism. Be more discerning about the types of feedback you allow yourself to engage with. Is someone projecting their own limiting beliefs on you? Is someone trying to tear you down so you don't move forward? Because there's a very big difference between crapping on someone else's dreams and providing constructive, actionable feedback. And if the feedback isn't actionable, don't engage with it, right? This takes a lot of self-management, especially when you're in early stage entrepreneurship and you're really building your network and building your confidence in your business. But we need to be incredibly discerning, not just at the beginning, but throughout. Number four, accept that not everyone is going to be your customer or like you. Now this is a pill to swallow, but the truth is if you are doing it right, you're not going to appeal to everyone it's like you know the old adage if you market to everyone you market to no one right and it's true no matter how hard you try there will be people who do not like you and your business and your offering and that's a good thing they are not your people and the people who do like you are going to love you and i think understanding that distinction will allow us to be more confident in the way that we move forward in our business in our marketing in the way we talk about what we do And last, but certainly not least, number five, stop comparing your business to the perception of others. So what is wonderful is that we all have something different to offer to our customers based on our life experiences, our methods, and the way we choose to engage in business. The key here is to stop comparing the perceived success of others to your business. Now I use the word perceived intentionally, because we have no clue how others businesses are actually doing based on their marketing. I've worked with business owners with thousands of followers who didn't make a sale last month, and those who have 100 followers and had their highest grossing year last year. We have no idea how much income a business has made based on their marketing. You know, we also have no idea what their expenses are, what their overhead is. So my ask to you, is to stop guessing and beating yourself up over this comparison of perceived success of others. And so if you walk away with nothing else from this podcast episode, it is this. We create stories about the success of others based on their social media, based on what we think we know about them, but we have no idea. So do not beat yourself up over a story that you have created about someone else's success. Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is all about action, not perfectionism. It's about messy action. It's about measuring the results and adjusting as we go forward, because the needs, the wants, the desires of your customers are ever changing. And that's beautiful. What worked yesterday may not work tomorrow. So get curious, have fun. Stop consuming the content of your competition every single day and taking the feedback of the peanut gallery and comparing yourself to perceptions of success. Accept that not everyone will like you. Be discerning about the feedback and the projections you choose to take on. And my goodness, make friends with people who are where you want to be and have some fun along the way. So, those are my thoughts coming into 2021. You know, get our minds right. It starts there, it starts with us, and our business success depends on the stories that we tell ourselves because we can be our greatest champion or our biggest critic and you get to choose which one you are. So if you are looking to network with other amazing women entrepreneurs, I do want to encourage you to join my Facebook group, which is now open to not just people who are based in Portland, but anywhere. And the name of this group is Empowered Women Entrepreneurs by Melissa Barker. I would love to have you in there connecting with people who are doing the things that you want to do and making that network. Because when we collaborate and we don't compete, we all get to rise. And that is really the foundation of this podcast. It's the foundation of what I do is bringing women together. Because I truly believe we are so much stronger together when we work in community and when we collaborate, because there is more than enough abundance, money, clients to go around. So join me in the group and I will add the link to it in the show notes. Yes, the URL does have Portland in it, but don't worry if you aren't Portland based, I would love to have you there. So until next time, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking and check back on the second and fourth Tuesday at 9am for another episode of Women Rise.